The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets and specifically the last episode of 2022. Now, if you are new to Trading Secrets, you might not be too sure how this episode works. If you're familiar with Trading Secrets and you've been with us since the start, you know exactly how the Jason Tells All episode works. So for those who are new, it's the end of the year. So what we do is I don't have a guest on this episode. The curious Canadian, the one, the only, the voice of the viewer who does every single recap with me, he becomes the host and I become the guest. I go in the hot seat and he grills me on every single question that he wants to know about my 2022. The numbers, the insight, the guidance, everything. Now, I don't know the questions he's going to ask. Fortunately, this year, I know he did a hell of a job last year. So I did re-listen to 2021 and I assume he'll bring some stuff up from there, but we'll see. He also has had given access to my Instagram. So when I asked you guys for questions, he was able to pick and pluck the ones he wanted. And this is all about trading secrets with myself after another year of reflection. So all questions go, all will hopefully be answered if I legally and contractually can answer them. And that being said, I'm going to ring in the opening bell so David can take over. But before I do so, please remember to give us five stars. Please remember to hit follow and subscribe in Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. This year has been an amazing year for the podcast. It has been the most rewarding year of anything I feel like I've done professionally, just the podcast. So thank you. I want to end before we ring in the opening bell with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You've given me a chapter of my life I'm forever grateful for. So that said, let's ring in the bell to the last episode of 2022 with the one and only the Curious Canadian. Shut Ding, 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 ding. See, I always want to do that. I never get to do that. It's a once a year thing for me. So can you go higher pitch for- with that or no? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Here we go. I think I might have been four dings in there. I don't even know how it goes. I'm so excited. I'm jacked up. It's JTA 2022. I can't believe a year's gone by. I know that you said that we might have some new listeners here. We, in fact, have a lot of new listeners that we that started listening to the podcast in 2022. We'll get into all that info. We got our Spotify wrapped today, the day that we're recording with some really, really cool stats. So stay tuned for that. But Jay, you know, you gave your little, you know, your nice little soft touches before things get nitty gritty out here and you start squirming and sweating and giving me numbers. So I'm glad that you got the little soft feely touchies out of the way. Uh, I'll save my soft feely touchies for later because we all know I'm a big softie here. So, all right, let's go. I got to start like I did last year's JTA. I'm the voice of the viewer. We got questions from the viewers. I got to feel it would feel like it, what it was like to hack Jason's DMs and get some questions for you guys. So I'm going to pull them really quick. We got six questions for you. Ready? Ready? Let's do it. All right. First question from C.E. Dunning. Jason, did you make more money in 2021 or 2022? And before you get into answer that, I'm going to shut that one down. C.E. Dunning, that is my job as the host of this podcast. (laughs) We will get to those numbers later. So stay tuned for that. Question two from Abby M. Earl. Jason, do you have life insurance? I don't. 
I don't have life insurance. Wow, I should get life insurance. Me. You think about it though. If I die right now, what liabilities do I have? I don't have, I have the two dogs and Caitlin. Caitlin does extremely well for herself. My parents are doing just fine. So, and I have good cash. So if I, if I die this second, there's no liabilities. Now, the second Caitlin and I were to get married or have a kid, boom, I would get it. The big risk in doing that is the longer I wait to get life insurance, the higher the premium will be. So it's something on my mind. It's something I'm thinking about, but I do not have whole or term right now. Quick, I, I, I don't have it. I need to get you it. You need to get it. Yep. You okay. need to get it. Absolutely. Yeah, baby, baby boy in the way just announced two weeks ago. So I got to Let's I gotta go. Get it. That's huge. Yeah. Because you, you now have a liability and you have someone who will outlive you and they're dependent on you for quite some time. God forbid something happened to you. There needs to be something like that in place. And look, we always ask our listeners for their, for their opinions. You were great in naming the money mafia and giving us the, the, the name for our listeners. If you have any boy names out there that you need to get out there, <laughs> throw them in the comments. Send it, uh, send it to David. Haley G. Jason, what was your most rewarding deal this year? We'll get into the dollars and cents of your deals later. What was your most rewarding deal this year? Very curious on this. Mm, that's a good one. Most rewarding deal? Okay. I was just going to pull up a document that listed every deal. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you just what came immediately top of mind. I got to go to iHeartRadio Festival. And I got to bring my mom. I was paid to go. Mm. And on top of that, they paid for the ticket for my mom and her flight in her hotel room. And that was so much fun for us. It was a memory we'll have forever. And it was just extremely rewarding to be able to see how happy and how much fun she had on something that was still like labeled as work. That was really cool. What a polarizing difference it must be going to some of these events when it is work by yourself where, you know, hopefully it feels like the time spent there flies by compared to when you're there with your mom and like wanting time to slow and the feeling of that feeling of just being able to take a second and appreciate what you're able to do for her and the time you're able to spend with her. A hundred percent. And then you get to look back at like those photos and those memories mm -hmm. and it's awesome. That was like so special. Awesome. Next question I got from Insta Barry Lynn. Jason, since you're not a W-2 employee in the corporate world, how and do you and how do you put money away for retirement? I do. I use a SEP IRA and I max out the most I can put in. So you can only put in a percentage of your income. I'd have to get the exact equation. But fortunately, the last few years, that percentage has allowed me to max it out to the maximum you can put. I think it was 58K last year. And that's why I put in. Wow. So, and then next year, the max, I think is well, 58, 55. I'll be putting that in too. Do you have a, this is a David Ardwin, voice of the viewer question. Do you have a goal of age of retirement? I just can't imagine retiring. <laughs> I don't know what I do. <laughs> so I don't like Caitlin does. Caitlin wants to be like retired. I think by like 45 or 50 for sure. I want to be in a position by 50 where I don't have to do anything if I don't want to, even though I know my yeah. sick brain will. I mm. want to be in a position by 50 that I don't have to. That's 16 years. So I, got, I, I can't have you retired early because I feel like your investment of Bill's games will go like on an unhealthy like <laughs> ratio. It's especially like all if we I have to live for. <laughs> especially if we haven't won a Super Bowl by then. Okay, that's good to know. Did you say SEP? SEP? Yep. IRA? Yep. It's, I, I believe SEP stands for self-employed. Okay. It's no simplified, simplified employee pension plan. 
it's okay. a simplified there was employee a, pension plan. If there was a recap to the episode that I'm already hosting, I would ask what a SEP IRA was instead of a Roth IRA. So you heard it here first. I got a question from KM Kelly nine. What is a disadvantage of your new work life? And I assume she's meaning corporate to personal. What is the different disadvantage of, of your new work life? I feel like you're rifling through like five of them right now. Yeah, I have, there's a laundry list, but the, the easiest is when you're a W-2 employee, like I was in corporate, I know that unless something fucking material, like really big happens, that I know what my paycheck will be like tomorrow, mm -hmm. next week, next month, and planning and budgeting for that becomes so much easier. I don't know. The other thing is not only do I not know, I can never turn it off. It's very yeah. easy, at least in my perspective, especially when like, I don't know, you're incentivized a lot by money. It's very easy to just be like, I know if I go work four more hours in this corporate job, I know they're not rewarding for me in any way. Like yes. even the subjective bonuses and you might get paid. I'm like, it's not doing anything. So I could easily just shut it off at like, I don't know, 6, 7 p.m. and not touch it the next day till 9 a.m. if I don't want. I can't do that with this. And I've seen in the last year that affects my sleep. I'll wake up. <laughs> Evan's listening to this. He's here. I'll, he'll get texts at 2.30 in the morning where I'll send him 15 things that like, hey, I don't think we did this. And I'll try to get back to bed. So you just can't shut it off. That's a tough one. Yeah. Last one I got for you from E.L. Mower 22. Would you ever own a business with Caitlin? I would. I would. She wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any, so, we don't have any companies in which we share any form of equity. Okay. You know, I do a lot. Of, I help a lot with our companies, but I don't have any ownership or anything like that. And, you know, she'll give me ideas and stuff and she doesn't have any ownership or anything like that. So we don't currently, I would be up for that. I don't think she would be. Okay. Well, time will tell. There you go. We'll see could be a JTA 2023 where we, uh, where that where changes, we, where we, the script where flips. That changes. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for your questions. We're going to pivot here in some of the numbers. And before I get to Jason's individual numbers, we're going to start with the category of the podcast. It's why you, it's how you guys listen. It's what you guys are invested in. So we want to share some details that we have gotten and information and, and numbers from our podcast. So Jason, I want you to tell the people at home, what were the top three episodes of 2022? There's zero correlation to their following and the success rate of the downloads. So let's start with number three. She probably doesn't know this yet. I'm gonna have to give her a call and text her. Number three, Bachelor Data. Wow. Right? Dude, people love Bachelor Data. And talk about like numbers meeting numbers, numbers podcast, numbers Bachelor Data. That's wild. Right? We had King Science on, who was a great episode, but... Combined, King Science has like 25 million followers. Bachelor Data, I think, off the top of my head, I'm going to say is like somewhere in like 120,000 range. Mm -hmm. And she toasted all of them. Absolutely. Did she know crushed. this? No, I haven't told her yet. Wow. I'm going to let her know. Amazing. So that's a big takeaway. The second one was Kelly Flanagan. Yes. So, which is, which is unbelievable. It was a great episode. But also another interesting thing is like, I didn't know... You know, we had a lot of Bachelor people. We we had Pilot Pete on, which was a great episode. Mm -hmm. You know, but Kelly Flanagan, number two. Kelly, Kelly moves the needle. Kelly moves the needle. And I would say another interesting thing about Kelly Flanagan and our number one 
is they shared numbers, but it wasn't much. They didn't share that many numbers. Yes. So that's what's fascinating. Yep. Then number one, the most surprising to me out there, Lindsay Arnold from Dancing what? with the Stars. That was number one? Number one podcast. Now, Lindsay wow. Arnold hasn't, she's not even on the show. Now, what she does have is an incredibly engaging audience. She's an unbelievable content creator. Her people love her. And they're very sticky to her. But I couldn't believe, like she shared great information and I loved that podcast, but she didn't share that many numbers. You know, there wasn't that much like clickbait, like content mm -hmm. to like use to drive traffic. So those are the numbers. Bachelor Data, Kelly Flanagan, and Lindsay Arnold. Lindsay Arnold being the number one downloaded show in 2022. Yeah. Living in a world where Lindsay Arnold outperforms like the A-Rods of the world in podcast numbers and is incredible. I love the variety of guests we have on. I love people leaving their comments and the reviews of who we should have on. I'm super proud of our diverse group of guests. What do you got? Yeah, I think also what's interesting too is when I look at like TikTok and social engagement, like Daniela Monet, like she's huge, she's huge. Mm. And her, her TikTok got like almost 4 million views and over 300,000 likes. And that still didn't convert to the top three. It's just, it's tough to like try to justify it and create a business plan moving forward to guests in production. It's wild. Wild. Let's get into our podcast wrapped for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I want to go back and forth. I think we both saw it. We both talked about it in our group text with Evan. Give me a couple. We'll go back and forth. You start maybe two or three of the most shocking facts that you learned from podcast wrapped. <laughs> The number, I'm going to give you the number one because I don't have them in front of me. I, so podcast okay. rap, looked at it this morning. But when I, I think the biggest takeaway that I was shocked by is that 101 <laughs> countries listened to this podcast. What the hell? 101? That to me, yeah. I was like, I mean, there's some cool stuff in that Spotify podcast rap, but 101. Quickly for anyone out there, Spotify podcast rap, what they do is only for Spotify listeners that listen to your show, they get all these crazy analytics for the entire year and present them to you in like a very fun, beautiful, sexy PowerPoint slide. So what we'll do, guys, is we will put the Spotify link in our show notes. You can go check it out. But that's what it is. That's what I was most shocked by. How about you, David? Oh my God. I mean, 101 countries is nuts. Just for comparison, last year we were in 60 countries. So we grew 51 countries. <laughs> I, love I feel that. like, I feel like the, the Roman empire just expanding all over the place. One really cool fact that I, you know, we talk about growth and, and ways to grow. 78% of our listeners discovered us in 2022. So 78%, wow. that's a majority of our listeners discovered us just last year. So that really excites me and the growth of our podcast. 115% growth in subscribers overall. We're the number one podcast for 1,407 people in this world. Wow. That's a big and, deal without how many, you know, I think about how many I listen to, like to be the number mm -hmm. one, that's, that's amazing. Also, there's a hundred, I just Googled this because I did not know. There's 195 countries out there. To pinch yourself of all these, like 101 countries is nuts. We are in the top 1% of every podcast in the world for the most shared podcast globally. So people texting or sending links or sharing directly from Spotify, we're in the top 1%. Anytime you can say you're in the top 1% of anything is like a holy fuck pinch me moment. So pretty wild. Just amazing. I want to preface this by saying in 2021, we made $150,000 in total ad revenue in 2021. I know that last year's last year off conversations that you had that was advised to us, 
We were hoping to be a mid six figure podcast. Three to $700,000 was the goal. What can you tell us for total ad revenue made for Trading Secrets Podcast 2022? So these are these are ads that I have complete. I've read off already, right? So they've been read, okay. and they need to be contracted, but they haven't been, is my understanding. And that amount is fifty three thousand three four hundred fifty. Then there is another column, and this is okay. they've been invoiced, and we haven't received payment. It's thirty two thousand four hundred dollars and 10 cents. Okay. 85,000. Yeah. Around 85 ish. Yeah. I did the math here too. And then there are, it looks like I'm scrolling down. Shocker. You did the math. Keep scrolling, Jason. Okay. Hang on. Bear with me guys. Hopefully that just means there's a lot of ads that you're just compiling. You're scrolling so far down. There's so many ads. Okay. So then it looks like ads that have been read for 2022 is $262,805.70. So for for this year gross, when you look at all three of these segments, they've been read, they've been invoiced in awaiting payment, and they are tasks in contract phase or need to be invoiced for 2022. That's $348,655.80. However, so that does hit that mid-six-figure show I think the, what was the goal we said last year? Two to three to three to seven hundred thousand. Okay. So we were above three. It says $348,655.80. Okay. That was lower than I thought when I went into doing this. I thought it was going to be more, but I then looked at the numbers. Remember, we get 70% of that and we have to pay a 1K admin fee a month. Mm-hmm. And I also just want to put out there that there are... Now I have different businesses that people will touch and payroll and stuff like that, but there are seven people that touch this show. So, you know, we got Evan, we have David, we have Steven who helps with pre-production stuff. We have Kaylee who helps with title summary and our Instagram training secrets. We have Katie who is leads our our trading secrets on Instagram. We have Jesse who helps with trading secrets, Facebook group and Instagram and text line and email. And we have Blake who helps with newsletter, trading secrets, everything. So that's seven people that touch this. So I find it takes that a village. Yeah. It takes a village. We're showing growth. We're showing so growth. What, we're showing growth and we're looking forward to a, a successful 2023. One question that I have to ask because when listening back to last year's JTA to get prepped for this one, I asked you if anyone if we've paid anyone to be on the podcast and you specifically said that someone last year said, yeah, I'll come on your podcast, but you got to pay me. And we never, I don't know if we ever revealed that name, but that name was Jason Oppenheim and Jason Oppenheim did appear on the podcast. So I have to ask you, did you end up paying Jason Oppenheim who one year prior said, I'll come on your podcast, but you got to pay me. Last year, I said, I've never paid anyone to be on the podcast. This year, I will say, I have never paid anyone to be on the podcast. Let's so go. I did not pay Jason Oppenheim to come on the podcast. The only form of payment is exactly what I said before. 30% to Dear Media, their 1K a month they take on top of that. And then the seven people associated with the show that I pay. So that is it. Jason Oppenheim was not paid and no guest has been paid. And Jason Oppenheim gave me an all-time 2022 Trading Secrets memory when he absolutely put you in the hot seat saying that he had about seven minutes to record an entire episode. So that was that was electric. I will say this though. I have, yeah. I got paid. Evan, can you come off mute and help me with this? There is a group out there 
that will pay people to go on podcasts, like Cameo, if you will. Evan, mm. Guestio. Okay, so you can go out there. Suppose you're starting a podcast, people, and you're just like, we're trying to get guests and you're struggling. You can go to Guestio. You can buy, you can pay for someone to come on, right? How much did I, I forgot. Was it three grand? 3,500? 2,500? 3,500. Okay, so I got paid 3,500 to do an episode in Vegas. And they paid for, I believe, like flights and hotel and stuff. So that wow. was that was awesome. But still never paid anyone to come on. There's there's a little trading secret there in Guestio. All right, so we're pivoting. Are you ready? Yeah. The sweat started because we're getting into the money here. You've already gotten the money. What are you talking about? No, but now we're getting <laughs> the real money. We're getting the Jason Tardic personal finance money. The thing that is the root of this podcast. We can't ask people to talk numbers, talk about how much they've made, talk about your interview if we're not asking the man himself. So this is where Marshall, our editor, inserts the drum roll. Jason Tardick, <laughs> I must ask you, what was your total social media revenue for 2022? It was... So it's the answer, I, what's ironic, and that's why I'm going, I'm, I have QuickBooks up, I'm looking. Ironically enough, it was just over, so it's over a million bucks. The reason I have QuickBooks up is because it's ironic that last year at this time, when you interviewed me, the mm -hmm. answer was the exact same. It was just it's over a million bucks. The yeah. reason I'm looking something up so everyone that knows, is my December and some of my November numbers for this year haven't been done. So I mm. want to be accurate here and run the report to see with what is been done for last year was I ahead of it. So my point is, will it be just over a million less or more than last year? And I believe the answer is, and I'm looking right now, it will be just over more. So it's over more. So in that like, that it's less than 1.2, but over one. And it took you about a minute, a minute less to uh, tell us that last year you were trembling and stumbled over your words and you're a little more comfortable in the hot seat this year. So <laughs> I'm going to do my best to get... Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Talking about numbers for a year got me more comfortable. <laughs> exactly. I got a couple quick questions based off that. Year over year, I know you're always worried about maybe not getting the opportunities that that you may get. Are you still getting a lot of opportunities? Is the demand still there? What What is the inflow of, of opportunities for you? You know, as you get farther and farther and farther away from from your time on TV. I actually want to also clarify this. That in last year's too, I know you said social media, but I'm pulling mm -hmm. up the same report. In this company also flows appearance and speaking stuff. So this is yes. social media appearance and speaking. Pretty much like any brand work that's associated with like just my personal brand comes through this here. Okay. So that's it's so a it's lot. all encompassing. It's a lot, all encompassing. Yeah. yeah. And the question was, your life's you said like, am I worried? Is say it again? Am I worried about like the concern? I of, know that you've said on especially last year's JTA. You know, you made a million bucks last year. You were super, super happy, but you just didn't know the next year could have been 400,000, could have been 200,000. Like, I'm just asking you, are you still getting a lot of opportunities? Is the demand still there? Like, are you reaching to get a million? Are you comfortable? Are you still turning down some things? Like you said last year, you turned down more deals than you've ever turned down last year. I'm just trying to get a, a little bit of a state of the union on terms of, of that. Yeah, it's the deals are changing. They're becoming longer and they're becoming for the most part, very focused with just like what I'm building, if that makes sense, in the business yep. finance space. I feel like I am losing 
out on a lot of those like your everyday bachelor deal if that makes sense like just like the quick hitters yeah the quick hitters the quick stories the the like quick 20k here yeah just like the little ones so mm-hmm. not even just so like it's it's good like there's are larger package deals and it's good so i would say my pipeline is solid i wish it was stronger my pipeline for deals right now is around 200 ish thousand okay. maybe a little bit more yeah. And how far does it's that in, carry it's you? It's in into? like two to three hundred thousand dollar range. Those go through like February. That's this yep. is strictly of social deals. February, yep. March, March probably. So yeah, I guess you know, for me, that's always been the case. Like in the last two years, my pipeline has always been in this like one hundred to three hundred thousand dollar range with like a ninety day turnaround. And the thing is, is there's so many events and there are so many, you know, quarterly budgets that get approved and things like that. So that's not new. Some people might be like, dude, does that worry you? Like at February, you know, <laughs> you, you did this this year and last year, February, if nothing comes through, you're done. But that's been the case pretty much since I've been in this. Yeah. So that's, that's the answer. And am I worried? I'm always worried. It's just how I roll. I'm <laughs> always worried. It's always not. It's always. But what I'm confident in is that. I do think the pivot was a risk. The pivot has worked. I think yes. the stuff I'm doing has worked. And I actually think, David, if I'm being real with myself, what I need to do is get more locked in on it. I got to get studio stuff locked in. I got to get more content mm-hmm. out. I got to get better video mm-hmm. editing. I got to get quicker video editing. Like I need to do more. So that's what I can control. And I have confidence, like, especially when I see someone like Corporate Natalie doing what she's doing and the deal she's getting. She's so focused. She's working her ass off. She is just putting out content. She's not getting distracted by bullshit. She's just crushing it. And if I could do that, I have more control. And that puts a lot more comfort in, into me. And I also want to say this. Every once in a while, I'll get like those blog groups, you know, like the Bachelor Reddits or mm-hmm. these blog groups that'll listen to an episode. And I get say, always someone will send what they say. And it doesn't happen yeah. often. It happens maybe yeah. f- four times a year. And the last time I got one sent to me about this episode. And I got one sent to me about a month and a half ago about their opinions on like, oh, oh, because of the Clayton episode, people like, I'm glad Bachelor mm-hmm. influencing is going away. Let me make this loud and clear. Influencing is not going anywhere. Now, maybe there's more reality shows. Maybe they're going to different outlets because it's become saturated. There's a ton of people doing it now and there's been easier to gain following. Like, yes, but influencing is not going anywhere. Every day I'm meeting with CEOs of agencies and all their forecasts, even when we're in a recession, regression, whatever you want to refer to it as, their forecasts are all one and a half to four times what they were last year. So buckle up. Those dollars are still coming in. Is your content engagement quality good enough to get those dollars? I got to touch on a couple things from that. I feel like I'm in recap mode instead of host mode. So we're going to get back to numbers after this. But you said, it's crazy that you bring up Clayton. You said on JTA 2021, you said, uh, we we had a little bachelor segment and I asked how much should a lead make? And you said, easy, they should be, you know, really stumble into a million dollars of opportunities. And you said, Clayton, for example, he should be making, yeah, easy million, easy million off. And we know that's not the case. So I know that that's where maybe some of the worry comes from as you try and forecast year over year. But you hear people like Griffin Johnson, who we just had on, Corporate Natalie, who we're going to have on next week. Like these people always talk about like, you got to post, you got to post more, you got to have content, you got to do more, you got to do more. So to hear you say those things, it, it resonates with maybe you're taking some trading secrets from some of these guests and you're applying yourself and learning as much as other people are from our podcast. So that's the beauty of it.
Now I got to ask you, a lot of the stuff you said is speaking events. I say a majority of your revenue is probably Instagram. Are you making money off apps like TikTok, off YouTube, Cameo? I know you said you made $39,000 off Cameo last year. Are you still doing those? Give me some quick hitting facts on those. Uh, I also want to say that the, the, numbers, these numbers I share with you, right? Like I shared that. The podcast revenue, right? That was three forty eight. That's all gross. Then the the seventy yeah. percent comes out. Then the one k. Then the seven employees. Then I also shared those numbers with you, right? That's all gross. There's a whole lot of my travel expenses, my meal expenses, my editing <laughs> expenses, my people. Like so, that's gross. That's not like I'm walking out one point two million in my pocket. So yeah. there's a lot of expenses that go into that. That's like when people say, "What's your what do you get paid at a at a company? And they say, oh, I make $100,000. Well, after taxes and 401k and everything else, what comes yeah, in your pocket, right? 60, yeah, I just yeah. want to make that clear. Cameo this year, I knew you'd write, I did write this down. Okay, so my total Cameo is $54,582.38. In general, Cameo has totally slowed down for yeah. as of late. And I think the app is, I've heard some things about the app kind of slowing down significantly. So 54,582.38. Do you remember what it was last year? 39,000. And I remember last year you said it's a running total. So that probably still is a running total. So you're looking at 15,000 year over year. So 39 was last year. Yeah. So this is, yeah, about 16,000 then this year. Yeah. 16, 15,000 this year. Are you making money off TikTok? YouTube? Yeah. And you get in the... Yeah, Pre, yeah, I would say around. So TikTok, I have last year, this time I had around 130,000 followers. Now I have around 166 mm -hmm. or 65. I've made, I don't know. You're chipping away. 100-ish, 100-ish K on TikTok. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. You think? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, mean, we just had Griffin Johnson on. So yeah. talking about how to monetize, I think that's a lot. Yeah. I've been about a hundred. Evan, do you think that's like when I have deals that are like, you got to do a TikTok or, you know, Instagram and a TikTok. If you like pro rat at that, do you think that sounds about right? About a hundred? Yeah, about a hundred, maybe a little more. Yeah, maybe a little more actually. I was thinking that too. A hundred percent less than 200 though, right? Yeah. But, it, but I would say, uh, wait, 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 while Evan's here. Yeah, I think that's right too. But then Evan, while you're here, would you, you would agree with me that the last six months has been a lot more than the first six months of the year at TikTok. Like it's taken a long time, I think, for people to get active with advertising on TikTok. Do you agree with that? That's correct. It's trending up upwards as we speak, even more so. But over the past six months, more than the first six months of the year, yes. There you go. And everybody, that is Evan Starr. He is also a co-founder of Rewired Talent. You'll hear him here and there on podcasts. Jump in. He's on every one listening. He produces. He brings our talent in. And pretty much every business I have, almost every business at this point, he's got a piece of. So that's Evan Starr, right. everybody. I got a question for you. Okay. Would you rather be Tyler Cameron coming off of The Bachelor with 2 million followers? And this is strictly monetizing. Okay. Or would you rather be an up-and-coming TikTok star that has, you know, let's say, Seven million followers on TikTok. What do you? What would you rather be in that? Put put yourself in that time and place with the trends of where TikTok is going, and money and and companies spending money on TikTok, like you said, in the six months it's improved. Would you rather be the Tyler Cameron with two million on Instagram, or would you rather be the upcoming TikToker with seven million on TikTok right now? Um, Tyler Cameron. Okay. Here, here's. Let me tell you why. 
Here's let me tell yeah. you why. One, it would I'd have a million questions to really answer that fair. If I do, if I don't, if I save time and don't ask those, the big thing I'd want to know is like, what is the skill set and what is the niche of that person with seven million? The issue is I've just seen it as a co-founder of a talent agency. There are so many people with literally yeah. like 10, 20, 30 million followers that just have no idea how to monetize. The other thing that's actually really important is it's not about it's, I've said this before, it's not about following, it's a lot about engagement, it's a lot about your community, blah, blah, blah. You have said it a hundred times. One thing I haven't really said that I'm starting to learn is it's also about your, your PR impact. Okay. 7 million, you, you know, like for example, the coupon lady, she has over 3 million followers, Kirsten, Kirsty, Torak. If she does something in the media, it's not going to get picked up. It doesn't have any type of PR power that like media outlets and people are going to read mm -hmm. and persuade and stuff like that. I have noticed that people that have PR power, such as Tyler Cameron, he starts dating someone right now, every outlet picks it up. Okay. He moves the needle. He moves the needle. Those people are going to get bigger dollar check, paychecks, bigger opportunities every day. And there are some people that only have like 50 to 100,000 followers, but they have massive PR power. They're going to get much larger brands than someone with 10 million followers, which is wild. Wild. No, it makes sense. Just wanted to throw that hypothetical out there for you. Here we go. What else uh, you what's got the biggest, for me, bud? Uh, You're the host. We're gonna guys we're gonna just close drilling me left to right. Bop, bop, bop. We're gonna close the book on the social media revenues after you answer the question of what was the biggest deal that you had, what platform was it on? I'm assuming it's Instagram, and what was the dollar amount? Instagram biggest one, 125k. I think that's the biggest one I've ever done. Except, okay, I'm glad Evan's here. Evan, the one we did, <laughs> I think you know about that was on a monthly basis. With you know. Was that larger or no? Overall, it was larger. Yes, it was. Uh, overall, okay. Overall, okay. Okay, that's enough because I know we are. I know we are very contracted up in that one. So let's just end that you discussion there. Don't even guess. You, I don't want you to guess the brand. I don't want to deal with that. No, no. Hundred. I'm saying this, guys, only because legally I could have massive liability if I do. So I don't want to. And go if to you don't think. And if you don't think we've gotten a cease and desist on this podcast, think again. Think again. Think again. Hunter. We've been dodging those things like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. So <laughs> in, in kind of pivoting gears here, it's almost I feel like I'm pivoting gears to kind of what's becoming a little more, I don't want to say relevant, but taking up more time in your life is the, is rewired talent agency. I feel like when we talk about Jay retiring at 50, I feel like it's going to be because of the talent agency. I just feel like that's the sustainability factor. You always do such a good job. And really finding niches and pivoting at the right time to, for sustainability purposes. So it's been super exciting to see what you and Evan have built. I got to hit, I got to ask a number though, year over year, what's the total gross revenue that you've had from the agency? I think it should be over, it should be somewhere in like the two. Okay. Don't quote me exactly. I didn't get this ready. I didn't see this one coming, but I'll be ready for it next year in 2023. I think yeah. it's in like the two million to two and a half million range of gross revenue. Okay. And is that somewhat accurate? Yeah. And in, in between that, that dollar figure is, is accurate. Yeah. So Evan owns 50%. I own 50% of it. And so we own it together. He is, you know, and then we have a VP of of development, Megan. And so, yeah, that's, I, th I think in general, like, you know, that sounds right. I think the big thing to everyone out there, you think about like Logan Paul, 
Logan Paul makes a ton from YouTube. He makes a ton from these fights he does. He makes a ton from going to WWE and doing these big events, like massive, right? Massive. But what's really interesting is that's not really where his net worth is. His net worth is in one thing he did. His net worth is in Prime. It's the one of the fastest growing mm-hmm. drinks in the world that's valued now if it's bought at over a billion dollars because companies, when they're acquired, acquired are are bought at multiples of either their profit or their revenue, et cetera. So when you look at the agency world, like this is something that could continue to grow and will continue to grow right with the right management. And like, let's suppose next year we can get that to 5 million and next year we can get that to 10 million. So if we can get that to a $10 million revenue generating business, you know, let's just say the valuation of the company is like four or five X gross revenue just for fun. It's Mm -hmm. probably something else. That's five times 10 million. That's a $50 million valuation. So you sell that company and let's say Evan and I sell that, that's 25 million each. So People make money and I make money off a lot of cash inflows from opportunities, but the people that get like really, really wealthy, that comes from exiting equity in a business. 50%, 50%, maybe I'll sneak in for a percent in there one time. Who knows? We'll just keep plugging away at the podcast. <laughs> Come pitch us <laughs> what value you will add exactly. and we will entertain it. And anyone exactly. has that pitch on the table. Come to me with a value you will add and we will talk about what percentage makes sense and if percentage and- makes sense. Evan just hit the chat and said, alert, just as we've been on the podcast, the agency has brought over $50,000 in deals in the last 35 minutes. So just when you think, yeah, 50K gross in the last 35 minutes in new deals. So just when you think Evan is just there waiting to get tapped in, guys, Evan's not there to get tapped in. Evan is there to absolutely grind for the talent agency. It's like he's got four hands sometimes. He's just got a hand in everything. So Rewired talent agency is crushing it. How many number, how many clients do you have? Answer me that, and then and then I'm going to move on to the next topic here. We represent and have the ability to represent when we're pitching a deal over 200. Okay, I would have to go wow. through more analytics to say how many specifically we've done deals with, but I'm going to guess like at, just in 2022, off the top of my head, from what I'm thinking, I'm thinking we have done with over like conservatively with over a. 75 different individuals that would be considered talent in just the year 2022. Evan, does that sound right? That's accurate in 2022 for sure. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Rewired talent agency. It always reminds me of Honorage, Ari Gold ripping through the <laughs> ripping through the building, getting his employees all hyped up and fired up. I love and it. If anyone I love out it. there is like working in talent management is something that you'd have interest in, shoot us an email. We'll keep the resume on file. We're always trying to grow. The other thing too, you know, a lot of the podcast and stuff like that connects to the talent agency. So I don't know if you have interest in talking about that, but that's a piece of the puzzle. It's always a piece of the puzzle. This guy's always got puzzles going on here. He's always connecting dots. He's always doing the paint by numbers. This guy's, you know, never a dull moment in this guy's life. Speaking of never a dull moment in your life, we are a finance podcast. We are in financial literacy. You always shed light on some of your transactions, your personal financial growth. I got to ask you, best trade, worst trade of 2022. Is there any trades that you made that you're really happy about that you maybe still hold or you exited and anything that you got absolutely, I mean, it was a pretty futile year in the stock market. A lot of red, a lot of red, a lot of inflation. Yeah. Any trades that you're proud of? Any trades that you just like when you're up at 2.30 a.m. firing Evan emails of 15 items that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that 
I lost that much money in this. Well, one thing I'm not proud of is my diamond hands. Diamond hands are referred to as people that have really difficulty selling. So like they just hold, they just hold, they just hold diamond hands. And so I into this shit show of a year with cryptocurrency, I held coin, C-O-I-N, and got my ass handed to me. Mm-hmm. So got murdered on coin. I got, Even I had some of that. I got murdered on DraftKings. Of course, got <laughs> crushed on all cryptocurrency holdings. I'm, I'm going to ask about some mental and physical health. It's something we've talked about in the podcast. I want to know the number one factor in 2022 that contributed to the best version of your mental health. So something that you recognize in 2022 that says, you know what? When I do this, this really helps my mental and physical health. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple answers. So exercise, family, friends, mm-hmm. running. When I say exercise, it's really running and lifting. Those are mm-hmm. two big ones. And then intermittent fasting has been huge. Yeah, That's physical it. stuff, right? And mental. I think the biggest thing, unquestionable, has been going back to therapy. So I didn't go to therapy awesome. from, I think it was around like January to August of this year. And then I got back into it September and I'm going like every other week. And it is it is allowing me to grow faster than I've ever wanted to grow. And the process I think of aging actually excites me when I go to therapy because I know I'm growing. I know I'm like getting better. I know like if someone's like, wouldn't it be nice to be 25 again? I'm like, as I'm going to therapy, I'm like, no, I actually wouldn't be because I'd be back to where I was versus where I am today. So that's a big one. Taking beta blockers in the corporate office. (laughs) What about the number one factor that you know contributes to worsening your mental and physical health? Number one mental factor is wearing other people's issues. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big one. It's like, you know, these are other people. If someone's not, it's like, these are other people's things for their family, friends, significant others, whatever it is, like colleagues, business stuff, can't wear other people's issues. I think when I, when I am self-sacrificing too much in too many ways for anybody or anything or business. And then I think about like when I don't put boundaries in place of expectations for things, that that stuff starts to wear on me. I'll never forget. I was in, this is like getting, I'm opening up, right? So I'm in therapy and she tells me to write two things down. So she says, she gives me a pen and paper and she says, I want you to write a picture of your personal life and a picture of your work life. Okay. Like very quickly. Like, so I, I write it all down. I'm going to show you what my work life looked like. Cause I'm going to write it right now. And she's like, I want to talk through it. And so I pretty much drew all these stick figures. <laughs> Classic. Right. I drew all these stick figures and it was, yep. and it was more than this, but I did it quick. It's like all these people that are coming to me for different things and yep. me like dead, like I'm dead because Ugh. what I try to do is when everyone comes to something, I try to take it on. I try mm-hmm. to do it perfectly. And as opposed to like creating boundaries of like what I can and can't do and setting expectations and then redelegating, i sometimes just take too much of it and it just leaves the worst of me. So like working on how to manage these lines of communication more effectively will help in all areas of my life. I feel that. I, I had yeah, a little like a, coach, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And yep. and in the scenario that you broke down to me with was exactly was this. That. It was eight yep. people with eight different things of eight different bullshit that that you that you carried. And the other thing I want to put out there that I think is really important. If you're feeling judged, just recently learned this from therapy. A lot of judgment out there. I'm Mm -hmm. afraid of what people think of me. Something I'm working on. I need to care less. But judgment is something, it's one of two things. If someone is judging something, it's something that they wish they had. So I'm judging someone for something. 
it's likely that I'm judging them for it because it's something deep down I wish I had. I'm envious yeah. or there's some type of insecure of something I don't have. Therefore, I make a judgment that makes me feel better about it. Or it's something that you resent about yourself that you see in someone else. Absolutely. So yep. when you're concerned about judgment or caring about what people think or doing things for other people so that they think certain ways, but then you're being judged and you feel that, those are two really important things to take away. Do you have a favorite memory of 2022? I have so many of them though. Like I just have a ton of like, ah, I just have a ton of them. I think, the, I don't know. The first one that came to mind was in Toronto. We were in Toronto just having such a great time. Just having, I mean, dude, there's just so many. It's, and it, I've had, I'm, as yeah. I'm racing through them, it's all with friends and family. And, and Caitlin, yeah. like Caitlin, friends and family. So all these memories, whether it's in Toronto, whether it's you guys in Rochester, whether it's our book tour, whether it's Chicago, it's like these things of these memories with the people, they're, they're just rolling right now. So it's always with friends and family. Do you, not to, not to rain on your parade, but do you have a worst day of 2022? Yeah, I mean, I think worst day is for sure. The worst day wasn't when I lost my grandfather. The worst day was when I saw him at home before he was at hospice yep. and I had to say goodbye to him. That day. that day was really yeah. tough. And I, I remember like when I, um... <laughs> we got a little emotional, a little J emotional on the podcast here. So we can talk numbers people, but we, <laughs> at the end of the day, you leave Jay and I in the room long enough, we're going to oh, get in the weeds. We're so. going to get there. When my grandmother was like, this is probably the last time you'll ever say, talk, to, uh, talk to him. Yeah. Those are the moments that you realize in life. Life is about experiencing all sorts of emotions. You can't experience and appreciate the highs unless you experience and appreciate the lows. And it all goes into memories and experiences on this planet. So yep. I didn't mean to put you on the spot no, with that okay. question. It but... brings you those words. You know, like <laughs> those days you just, there's some, there's, you you know, I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but those days I could remember what I was wearing and what I was saying and what I was doing and how I was doing it and what I felt like. And it just takes you right back there. I remember walking in, I remember just watching. Like it just, you can relive it. And sometimes that's what happened. So that was the worst day. Yeah. Actually, what the, well, the day he passed, was a, that was a, it was almost like, okay, He's no longer in that state. And the day he yes. went to hospice, I, I left. I went to hospice, got to see him, got to get the setup. My mom wasn't in town yet, so I got to FaceTime her. That was like a relief because the way he was in hospice was like, it was beautiful. And it was like, just, it was everything you would want and comfortable versus like when he was at his home, it, he needed to get in, in a place with professional help. Well, it's, that's what we're all about here. At the end of the day, why I'm able to come on the recaps is hopefully give some the, the viewers at home some perspective of the episodes, but also we love to shed some light on some real stuff in our personal lives. So thank you for sharing that and being open and honest with it. It wouldn't be trading secrets unless I asked for your number one trading secret that you learned from 2022. I know that we're T, I'm just like you do with your guests. I'm going to give you some time to think about this instead of putting you on the spot. We have a corporate Natalie coming on as our first ever repeat guest. She's coming on uh, in the first episode of January. I got her to put Jay in the hot seat as a little repeat format where he's going to talk about his financial goals, personal and for the agency in 2023. So make sure you tune in for that. But Jay, your number one trading secret you learned from 2022. Trading secret, I think I'll tell everybody from 2022 and that I'll definitely be bringing into 2023 is to just, you have to, you have to slow down to get three steps ahead. 
if you're continue, if you feel like you are the hamster on the wheel and running and running and running, you will continue to run and run and run until that hamster gets off the wheel and realizes like he could actually sneak out of the cage and go a lot further. And I think what happens is the life that we live, even if you're really happy in your position and you're where you think you should be, it's going to create a system that has you just running in a hamster wheel. And you have to find a way to slow down, position yourself off that wheel, and then run in a direction that's actually going to move things forward. And so one thing I really want to think about in 2023 is what I'm doing right now, a moving the needle type behavior. Is it something that's going to allow me to hit check on my notepad or is it moving the needle? Am I working on something that can like change my life, change my legacy, change what I've done? When I write a book, I feel like that's what I'm doing, even though it's a pain in the ass. When I'm sitting on certain calls and doing certain things, it doesn't feel like that. So I think really focusing on slowing down to speed up is going to be the name of the game in 2023. And I also think getting more diversified with Right now, I feel really good about income opportunities, but getting diversified outside of social media. So right now, if social media collapses, right, almost every one of my businesses is toast. So I need to get more diversified into real estate and other opportunities that will decrease that risk. That's a big focus of mine. Well, I look forward to JTA 2023, where I can see and and touch base on some of those outside social media opportunities, because this episode is something that is going to happen year over year. It's going to keep evolving just like us and just like our listeners out there for listening to us. I got to end with this. If there was a documentary of Jason Tardick's life for 2023 in a teaser, what would it show? What are some glimpses of things that we you think we could see? In 2023? Yeah. A little teaser. I'm on Netflix. I'm cruising. It pops up. I go, I see Jason Tardick's face. I go over it. It plays it without you asking to play it, but I'm seeing it now. I'm hooked. Now it's there. It's, you know, it's 45, 45 seconds to 60 seconds. What, what, what's happening in 2023, my man? 2023, I would imagine this is how it would be. We're on stage. Okay. So this is the teaser. We're on stage and there's all these yes. curtains, right? And I'm on stage and I'm like, listen, for so long, this is what you guys have seen. The beautiful presentation over here. And I got a slide over here and we're on stage, but fuck it all you people out there. We are ripping the curtains down and I would rip the curtains down. And then I would imagine like everyone following and we're going out and we're going out the back door of that stage. And it's going to be just a wild ride. It's going to be, a, I think 2023 is just going to be a crazy ride of roller coasters and turns and lefts and rights and new ventures and failures and successes. And I think it's just going to be like a, an absolute wild year. I don't know why. I just think it's going to be a wild, wild year with like the highest of highs, the craziest of lows, like tough learning lessons financially, career-wise. And I also think that because I feel for myself, I'm I'm so ready to be less risk-averse and be like, just ready to fucking jump in and get going on many different things. I love it. I'm here. I'm strapped in. Whatever you need from me, I'm along for the ride. You know, I, I have to take my 30 seconds here and just say, again, the thankfulness I have to be a part of this podcast to 
feel some love from our community, to learn from all our great guests, to be in a position outside of my nine to five or, or my everyday life as an escape. And that's what I truly use this podcast for. It's, you know, sometimes everyone has those days where it feels like work, but at the end of the day, it's it's informative, it's enlightening and something that I love being a part of. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank you for allowing me to be in this position, to be a, a, a host today and, and a recap of every day. And I still want, I said at the end of 2021, I know we did it for the book tour, but I still want a Trading Secrets live show, a Trading Secrets tour. I, I, I got to think we're getting a little closer to that. I think we are getting closer to that, David. Let's see if we can make that happen. There's been a lot of growth from 2021 to 2022 in all different areas, all different areas. So I'm excited for that. I think I'll end with this. 2023, it's going to be a big one for yourself. Stay healthy so you're ready for it mentally and physically. Stay happy and stay focused. Those are the three things I want everyone to do. Let's run it. What else you got? Anything else? I'm going to be a, a father in 2023 oh for the first time. I got, a, <laughs> I got a baby boy coming in May, May 2nd. So, you know, maybe we'll do some kind of, uh, I don't know, something on social with it, some kind of draft or predicting the, the time that it's born or the day that it's born. I already said on this episode, send your names in the comment section. But, you know, 2023 is absolutely going to be a life-changing year, I think. The growth of our personal lives is reflected in the growth of the podcast. And uh, I'm super excited to see what 2023 brings. Follow us on Trading Secrets Instagram because you can participate in guessing day, weight, ounces, all that <laughs> stuff for David's baby. We will also, of course, have some episodes where we talk about what it's like to start budgeting and preparing for a kid mm-hmm. and much more. So that said, David, thank you for putting me in the hot seat. I sweated. Unlike anything before on Training Secrets, I shed a few tears. You did. And I smiled and laughed. So thank you for putting me through the emotional roller coaster, the wild ride. It's been a great 2022. And thank you, everyone, for listening and following along and being part of the one, the only, the Money Mafia. What a year. Let's close the bell to 2022, and we will see you next year with another episode of Trading Secrets. One, trust me, trust me, you can't afford to miss with Corporate Natalie. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.